Wake Up Everybody from the 1975 Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes album of the same name. Incredible song. Now, you probably know this band from a lot of other songs, a bunch of hits from these guys. If You Don't Know Me By Now, The Love I Lost, Bad Luck, Hope That We Can Be Together Soon, Wake Up Everybody, Reaching For The World, Tell The World How I Feel About You Baby. Uh, some great, great tunes from this band, but today's focus is Wake Up Everybody, and it is a killer track. Uh, we've also got Loretta Dozier from Dove Bible Club with us today. going to talk about the children, how we can affect them, and how we can plant seeds in their life, and just that narrative of Christ and laying that groundwork for a young child to know what love is and where it comes from. Buckle up, stay tuned, we're ready to rock. Welcome to the Song and Verse Podcast, a discovery of God's Word, one song and a few verses at a time. Here's your host, Rockin' Odd Todd. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Song and Verse Podcast, the discovery of God's Word through Song and Verse. I am your host, Rockin' Odd Todd, and we're so glad you decided to join us today. You know, the 70s really kind of was coming off of this roller coaster of war and hate and, you know, what is it good for? But they really kind of started this narrative of love. And there were a lot of bands and a lot of people that knew what that love was, but there were other elements in the movement that thought it was just like free love, uh, sex, drugs, rock and roll. Um, but there were a lot out there that saw it a little bit differently but quite honestly, after hearing this song, Wake Up Everybody, by Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, I think he knew what was going on. And we're going to talk about a lot of those lyrics in this song. Now today we also have with us Loretta Dozier from Dove Bible Club. And she's been working with Dove now for about 12 years to really bring in an after-school experience for children to just lay groundwork and foundation for them to know who Christ is and what His love is all about. And so we had a really great time talking to Loretta today, and there's one word that continually came up that we weren't even expecting to hear and see, but it makes complete sense when we go there. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And with that, we have Loretta Dozier with us today from Dove Bible Club. How are you doing, Loretta? I am absolutely wonderful. <laughs> Yes. God is good. God is good, Todd. I'm, I'm hey. doing well. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Thank you for the invite. Definitely. And so Dove Bible Club has been around for what, about 10 years now? Dove Bible Club has been around for 12 years. 12 years. We're going into our 13th year in January. And just to give our audience a little bit of a background here, uh, Loretta and I have met up on like Space Coast Prayer Breakfast, AEA yes. Ministries, yes. Uh, quite a few things going on here in Brevard. And, you know, I found out about, I guess maybe three or four years ago about Dove uh -huh. Bible Club and like, uh -huh. it is on fire in this county. It has taken the nation by storm. We are finding all kinds of avenues to plug you in. And, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, my kids go to, an elementary school down here and Loretta and I have partnered up and we run that once a month with my children. So I know all kinds of stuff going on, but we want to hear from you, Loretta. What is Dove Bible Club doing here locally and what are we seeing nationwide? Well, locally, um, you, when, when you talk about the beginnings of Dove Bible Club, Todd, you see 
how God is just in the midst of it, first of all, mm -hmm. because it came from just a vision from the Lord. And, and then we uh, went to one school, you know, our approach one principle going, going a little uh, back. Uh, mm -hmm. So the Lord gave me a vision to get the word of God into children at an early age. Mm -hmm. And from that vision, you can see just the hand of God in the midst of it every step of the way. Mm -hmm. I was working in one of the elementary schools and I approached my principal about starting a Bible club. And uh, the Lord actually touched her heart and said, yes, we can have the Bible club in her, in her school or in the school that I was working in. And that was one school in 2008. And here we are now in 2020, and we are in 36 schools. And, oh. and so it's a way that we get to share the word of God, share the gospel of Jesus Christ, share the love of Jesus Christ with boys and girls in schools. When you think about the schools, what of the, 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 the magnitude mm -hmm. uh, of the, the, the people and the hearts and the souls of those students that may not have heard about Jesus Christ. Listen to this, you're going on there, the campus, you're going on the school campus and after school club and you're sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. So you're able to reach all of those students that may not have, may have never heard of Jesus Christ, may not go to church at all because children can't go without their parents. If their parents are not going, they're not going. Right. So it's a way that God has used to get the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, into the world, into the next generation, really. Amen. Uh, and so, and so, you know, I didn't even know this. And, and mm -hmm. when, when you, uh, when we started talking a little bit, we really kind of found out that it's not hard to, to do these, these uh, clubs in the school, at least not in Brevard County. Mm -hmm. um, and when you say those 36 schools, how many of those are in Brevard and how many of those are in other schools? Uh, uh, all 35 are in Brevard. Okay. <laughs> and then we have one in Leon County, which is in Tallahassee, Florida, the okay. capital of Florida. So uh, God is moving and that is the goal of Dove Bible Club. We want to cover the nation. We want to be in every state uh, in the United States, every county in Florida, then every state. And then we want to go worldwide, of course. You know, everybody needs to know about the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. And schools are everywhere. Yes, and, are full of children, Todd. And and you found out that if you have the principal's consent and what a sponsor, then this can happen, yeah. correct? And it can happen. The first step is getting the principal's mm -hmm. uh, consent, mm -hmm. and then of course trying to recruit a team. And if you can, you can if you can um, get churches or businesses or different families to partner with you mm -hmm. that that's just simple and easy willing willing people volunteers that love the lord that love children that want to share the the love of jesus christ with those that that may not have heard about him 
Amen. Amen. And so, you know, if anybody's listening to this, like in a different state, can they still contact you guys? I'm going to have all your contact information. Absolutely. They can contact us at dovebibleclub.org or they can call me on my cell phone, 321-544-9941, or they could just uh, visit us on Facebook as well. Dove Bible Club. Gotcha. And we're going to have all the social media links and all the contact information for you in the description for this podcast. But (laughs) let's let's go into a little bit more of a a personal narrative with Miss Loretta here. So, you know, you spoke about already kind of being in the schools. Um, Mm -hmm. Was was it speech pathology? Remind me what it is that you were doing. And so when did your career begin with some of that? <laughs> well, uh, uh, after graduating from high school, Miami Jackson High School, uh, I I went to Stetson University, and from Stetson University, I transferred to Florida State University. Okay. Graduated in 1984 with my bachelor's, and then 1990 with my master's degree, and that was the field that I wanted to go into because I wanted to help people and myself. Um, the main thing I saw was, you know how you get nervous like you are when, when you're before a crowd or whatever? It's sure. like, I, I need to do something for me. <laughs> and in doing that, I can help other people too. So basically, that's how I even got into that field, Todd, and was into that field for 22 years until I left the school system to do Dove Bible Club full time. So, so during that time... Mm-hmm. When when did your faith really start to come into play in during that narrative? Was it after you were working in high school, oh, college? Absolutely. When was it? I was I had already gra- I was in college, living my life, looking good, doing good, doing well without right. the Lord. I didn't come to Christ until I was thirty four years old. Okay. Uh, 1996. Mind you, I graduated from with um, Florida from Florida State in 1990. I received Christ in 1996. I was in the community. We they wanted to bring like college classes into the community, mm-hmm. so they had churches that had classes, college classes on their campuses or in their church. And I didn't go to church. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the Lord. Actually, Todd, you know what? I uh, I didn't want anything to do with the Lord. I saw people that said they were Christians and, sure. and I would see their behavior and how they acted. And I just said, you know what? You guys are a bunch of phonies. Mm-hmm. I don't want anything to do with your God or that God or whoever. And that's how a, a lot of people get misled. You look at other people and how they're living and then you get turned off. But you know what? I had to come to, to, the, to the place where God dealt with me. Sure, and it was in sure. that classroom when I was teaching that college class. Listen to this. So we had like 12 students in this class. Mm-hmm. And, and all that particular night, it was a speech class. That particular night, we were doing, uh, they had to do speeches, persuasive speeches. And I said to them, I said, if you all want to A in this, then persuade me, right? (laughs) So each student came up one at a time. I'm in the back of the class. Each student came up one at a time, and I'm in the back grading them. And would you know, out of the 12 students, seven of them talked about Jesus Christ? Wow. 
Wow. Seven of them talked about Jesus Christ, Todd. And the, one of the ladies, when she, she was doing her speech, she said, I know a friend or I know someone that sticks to you, sticks to you closer than a brother. Now, mind you, I had nothing to do with church or anything before that. Now, now just to, out just of to, my mouth, hold it, out okay, of my okay. mouth, <laughs> out of my mouth came, I want to know this friend. And I'm, I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> and Todd, the whole class, because I'm in the back of the class. So the whole class, the entire class turns around and they look at me, and I'm like, I, you know, I don't know what happened. <laughs> That's but great. What were you gonna say? No, I'm just curious. Like, did you have any family or community or anybody that was into church or? Yes, even okay. my sister. My okay. sister was in church. Okay. And um, even even in elementary school, I would go to church here and there. Mm -hmm. But it was something about church. It's like I knew God. It's like I felt something was gonna happen, so <laughs> so I didn't go, and I was scared to go to church no, because I hear you. you know how you know God is gonna pull you in or whatever. So that was my way of staying away because I just felt on the inside that something was gonna happen to me, and I didn't want that to happen. And so, I got scared. like you were gonna walk in and be struck by lightning or something. Right? <laughs> But there were people around me that, that went to church, even my friends, um, my girlfriends and everybody. I can remember Todd, oh God. I can remember my girlfriend saying, Rhett, uh, what, happened, what would happen if you died right now? You know what I said in my ignorance? I said, well, I just died mm. and I go to hell. And I didn't, I, I didn't even realize what I was saying. But the love of Jesus Christ and the mercy of God, the mercy of God, Todd. Amen. And look at me today, you know. It's, oh, it's so, so was that your turning point with, with the, the college students? Was that, yes, yeah? that, that is it. That is it. It was a Thursday night. It was a late year, February the 29th, 1996. <laughs> I remember it. I was in class around 8 o'clock at night. Wow. So, when I said this prayer, so after the class, getting back to that, after the class was over, the, there was a pastor in the class. Oh. And so the pastor and his wife just happened to be there that night. And so I went back to them because they were waiting for me, right? And so I went back there and he said, did you really mean what you said? And I said, yes. And he led me in the sinner's prayer. Mm. And after that, Todd, just from that night after that i was it was just my whole life turned around it was it, well, I, did you I, see I, it as as a transformational point that took you on a journey or did you just like instantly it was like this happened it was instantly wow wow it that's was awesome instantly nice. i was you know doing some things that i i'm not proud of now and just instantly mm. all that just i mean <laughs> That's so my awesome. My life turned around that night. Wow. That night as I'm driving home, and I didn't understand any of this. Mm -hmm. I'm driving home by myself, and I know I said a prayer, and I invited Jesus Christ into my heart as my Savior, and 
I didn't know what, what was what, but I knew something was different on the inside. That's so awesome. Something was different on the inside, Todd, and I just began thirsting for the Lord and thirsting for his word and mm -hmm. insatiable appetite of learning the word. And it was just, I mean, all of the stuff I used to do, like racquetball, I used to play racquetball like four or five days a week, all of that stopped. It was just the word of God. Wow. And yeah. so did you, did you have a, a, uh, a family or community to lean back on? Like, were they there for you? And I didn't, I, I didn't what, and it's like, I walked through this all like by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. I just, I, I found the, the church that had the class. I just mm -hmm. began going to that church and got gotcha. you. Bible so, study. But the Lord sets you up there. He had, he like had that pastor and his wife right there, ready to go. Yeah. And yes, uh, it's, it's so, so amazing when you, when you hear these stories, how he is and oh, the lengths that he will go through, through mm -hmm. to, to get you. Because even before that, uh, a colleague of mine, she was a speech language pathologist and she called me and she said, would you like to teach a class at the car? I said, no, I'm not interested. And then she <laughs> called me back and said, well, it pays this much. Oh. And then I said, okay, I'm interested. <laughs> Oh, that's wow. how the Lord set me up at that time he knew that would get me mm -hmm. to the place where he needed me to be for things to happen sure. and um and sure enough my life changed oh my goodness I just thank God that uh, he did not give up on me amen and you know you talk about opportunities and you talk about like you know this one was before you and you still had to choose that you know yes and, and so, you know, so much of our narrative is about mm -hmm. choices and about avenues and, mm -hmm. you know, often think about somebody that's like, well, I had my opportunity and I missed it. Nope. Nope. Mm -hmm. If you're still alive and breathing, eyes open, you know, there's always a, a, a time to make that choice. And it's never, it's never too late you think Amen. about the thief on the cross it's never right it's never too late oh my goodness and yeah, god and god pursues us amen he pursues us and he mm -hmm. pursues us because the scripture says he doesn't want any man to perish mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. any man so we just the love of god is just so vast amen amen and so you know we were talking a little bit off air through email in discussion mm -hmm. about a song that really kind of brings that together mm -hmm. and you know Harold and the Melvins which you know what what, what was their major hit like I, I was trying to look oh they had a lot of major hits yeah but there was that one that that shows up all the time in movies and stuff I'm trying to think of what it was hmm. um oh if you don't know me by now oh yeah if you don't know me by it, now you know you will never, never, <laughs> never know. But you know what? Totally kind of goes into this narrative it because does. if you don't come to know the Lord before the end. <laughs> but no, we're, we we talked about the song Wake Up Everybody, which holy mackerel. And just tell us a little bit about why that song, you know, what that song means to you. And then we'll look at some of those lyrics a little bit. Okay. So. so now this song came out in the 70s. Mm -hmm. And I was only a probably about, about 15, 16 years old. Oh, I thought you'd but only be about two or three. <laughs> 
and uh and and how this even came about todd when you know when you called and asked about uh doing the song in verse mm -hmm. and I like you say pick a song that meant something to you. It's like I don't have any song that really <laughs> mean anything to me, and uh, so I began thinking about because I wasn't like into music, music. Sure. Um, especially in high school, I would go to school, come home, and go home and watch Leave It to Beaver, mm. and give me some shortbread cookies and watch Leave It to Beaver. Nice. So as I'm thinking, and all of a sudden. The Holy Spirit just drops this song in my spirit. I How wasn't crazy. even thinking about the song, Todd. How crazy and it's is like, that? wow, that's a good song. Let me let me pull it up and just look at the lyrics again and everything. So I remember hearing the song as I was growing up, but it wasn't a song that like really grabbed me, grabbed me. The Lord, the Holy Spirit drop this song in my spirit so it's like okay lord you must want to say something about this song and, well, and, and look and, at the name of it yeah and, and and we talked about some of this you know off camera in the fact that music is a language yeah. music is a form of speak mm -hmm. and like you just said the lord sent this to you and was like there's something there that needs to be said yeah. and it's mm -hmm. through that language of music, so to speak. And I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, no. You're good. And uh, and, and so it is. So and just look at the, just the title. Mm -hmm. Wake, Wake up. up, every everybody, Todd. Yep. And and when I when as I was sharing about my testimony, you know, at that particular night, the these words, these three words, can can apply to me. Jesus is saying, wake up, Loretta, you know, wake <laughs> up. You know, I woke up that night. I was wow. living in darkness yep. all those years for 30 something years, Todd. And I woke up that night. Mm. I saw the light. I saw and I received Jesus Christ. So my spirit woke up. I was alive on the inside because I received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So when you even look at that, all those years ago, 24 years ago, uh, wake up. It applied to me, right? Even today, wake mm. up, wake up, wake up, everybody. And Bring everybody it. has to get to that place, Todd, where they're going to have to wake up spiritually. Well, and, and, and this song even goes into, you know, wake up all the doctors, make the old people well. They're the ones who suffer and who catch all the hell but they don't have so very long before the judgment day. So what you make them happy before they pass away. <laughs> and it's like, wow. <laughs> uh, you're, I don't know what that, I, I can't speak for, you know, Harold and, uh -huh. and the Melvins. Uh, what, Harold, what? It's called Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. And it was featuring Teddy Pendergrass, who was, uh, a part of their group, but our as oh. I was reading, I was reading the group, the the guys that wrote the song for Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Uh, they were McFad and Whitehead. They wrote that song. See, I thought Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes wrote it, okay. but they didn't. Somebody wrote it and produced it for them, and they just sang it. But Teddy Pendergrass was the voice. 
he was the voice. He's the one that really put Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes on the map. He okay. was the voice, and eventually he went solo. But um, but where the, the heck did I get Harold Harold and the Melvin? <laughs> wow. Yeah, so Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Okay, great. Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. And, and featuring Teddy Pendergrass, who sang the song. Well, and, and what's so what's so amazing about music <laughs> is you hear songs mm-hmm. and you don't really ever know who the artist was sometimes, yeah. just, just through pop, popular culture and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when you go back and find, you know, the catalog and the discography of, of all uh-huh. these, these uh, uh-huh. musicians, it's like, whoa you know (laughs) how did this get overlooked or how did that get overlooked or you know and um so you know this really kind of spins off really well into dove bible club too this this song which was really kind of crazy because of talking about hey you know it's time to wake up and teach a new way and you know we, we we talked a little bit about this off camera as well but it's like you know during this pandemic um, yeah. all this civil unrest, yeah. all, all of these things. It's like, we keep, yeah. we keep looking to like the government and humanity yeah. to solve all these problems. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, humanity ain't got nothing on God. What are we doing? No. You know, it's, it's, it's all written. Well, I thought I had my Bible right there. It's all written in this, you know, God book and roadmap that's been provided to us. Amen. And you know how many guests I've talked to that, say, look, I was doing it this way and it, nothing was working exactly like you're saying. And then when I started opening up this and started following what he had to say, and it wasn't that I was following it out of some like mandatory ruler, you know, dictator telling me what to do. I saw a new way that was something I wanted. I want to do this, you know, And when that change, when that change takes place and you start mm-hmm. wanting that, mm-hmm. it's like a completely new world is before you and you start reading this and you're like, this only makes sense. This is healthy, you know? Yes. And uh, so, you know, tell me a little bit about what, what that means for you as far as, so when you started that, that, that roadmap and started going down this different avenue, at what point in your career was it like, okay. I need to go in this other direction, yeah, you know, because <laughs> that's you're not right. easy. Trust me. I, I know it's not, it's, it's not. And, and it, the, and it all changed Todd mm-hmm. when I, I got that vision from the Lord. See, mm-hmm. I was working then I was, I was saved now for 12 years. Mm-hmm. And then the vision from the Lord came and I had it, I had that and I know I is I heard the voice of the Lord in my spirit. I just I knew that. And so this was 12 years after your my yeah. After I got I received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That's right. So Mm -hmm. and I was working now. I'm still working. Did you know how about Hmm. I wanted I wanted to quit my job right then? I was ready to quit my job when the Lord just spoke that to my spirit. I wanted to quit my job Mm -hmm. and do what he told me to do. Didn't know how I I was going to do it. That's just how gung-ho I was. That's just how much I I loved the Lord. And and my, my thing was, you know what? 
God, you've been so good to me. You, you didn't let the enemy take me out, even though in my ignorance, I said things that I should not have mm. said, but you, you kept pursuing me and you kept pursuing me. I just want to, I just want to thank you and live for you because you didn't let the enemy get me and take me out. So I was ready to drop everything. Mm. Just like that, I was ready to drop everything, Todd. Yeah. And just the timing, I was ready to leave my job, but my my husband had, my husband was not in agreement hmm. right there, and it took, oh boy, it was like eight nine years later before yep. I actually started the Bible Club. So, so my question then would sort of be, you know, in a marriage, mm-hmm. when when one one spouse is getting this calling and getting this feel, and they're like, you know this is really an avenue I feel like the Lord wants to take me down. Mm-hmm. You know, I think some people forget that it's still a marriage and there's two <laughs> people involved in that. Yeah. And so how do you navigate that? Look, maybe yeah. just tell us a little bit about how that went for you. Cause you talked about your husband giving a little bit of pushback there. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I was ready. I, I just shared that the Lord had given me Uh, a vision that I wanted to, and I was so excited about it, and I was ready to go and do it, but at the time, um, he was not there. He was like, uh, uh, how are we going to make it? (laughs) And and, and so, was he he on board, but apprehensive, too? Is that maybe what he put it? He was. He was very reluctant and uh, apprehensive, because you're used to the two people working Mm -hmm. and the money coming in. It was just the faith walk was not there for him just yet. And in a a sense, I was just ready to take the risk. Mm -hmm. I was ready to take the risk and he like, whoa, whoa, hold on now, hold on. Let's take this slow. And, 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 and that's what we did. You know, I, I had this burning desire still in my heart. It was always there in my spirit to do this, but I just took it slow Mm -hmm. and which is wisdom instead of just bam, just out the box like that. And, and, and eventually we got to that place where, uh, I was able to, uh, pull back and it didn't happen all at once. So I went part time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for a year and then I went back to work and then uh, uh, three years later I went part-time again just more time took two days uh, off versus uh, one day and then the third time it was like okay all is all gone you gotcha. know I'm leaving completely so so it was a gradual thing it was and, gradual and looking back gradual. do you do you sort of see the Lord leading in some of that too do you see you see your I relationship? Do. I with, do. With, yeah. I do because initially, see, we came from no, not now, right? To okay, yes, I can take work four days a week, mm-hmm. and then okay, the next time I can work three days a week, and right. then eventually, okay, I can go ahead and resign. Well, and see, I, I think sometimes that's that's the difficult part is, and I don't know about you, but I'm I'm sometimes a visionary. And mm-hmm. so when God gives me that vision, it's like, okay, let's make it happen now. <laughs> and, and, and there's a certain amount of preparation that the Lord still puts yes. you through sometimes to get yes. to that point. Yes. And, and, you know, for me, sometimes that's a real frustrating time, but it never fails. If you look back, you know, spiritual hindsight is 2020. Oh, yes. And you wouldn't I- have been ready. 
you know. I would not have been ready. Yeah. So, and that's what my husband brings to the table. He's that balance for me. Sure. He's very level headed. You mm -hmm. know, I'll just go for it. Right. And uh, he like, you know, he, he analyzes things very logical. But me, I just like, mm, I'm just yeah. right out of the gate. No, so definitely. That, that's good for us because he know, I, you know, I'll give all the money away. He's like, wait, <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. No, I, I, I to totally get it. And, you know, and, and if we spin this a little bit into like what an actual meeting looks like with Dove, because yeah. that uh, I was just blown away, at, you know, what, when, whenever I was a part of one and really saw mm -hmm. what takes place because mm -hmm. You know, I think sometimes we forget what it was like to be a child. And, you know, you know well that my wife is, is a veterinarian. Yeah. And, and I don't always equivocate it like this, but I see like animals as already uh -huh. being on that plane. They don't need this whole thing that we need. You know, the uh -huh. creation goes about doing what creation does because yeah. God created it that way. And uh -huh. we're the only ones that were like, wait a minute, we do it better. <laughs> and it's like, you know, and, and kids get it. Kids get it though. Kids, oh, kids can see it. They, they can understand it. They know that there's something more and it's not until they really kind of get further into the world that the world starts telling them, nope, 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 nope. We do yeah. it better. And, yeah. but it's always been amazing to me to go into one of these meetings uh -huh. and see what these children have to say and what their input is because yeah. they have so much to teach us. Yes. We can so I'd love to hear about some of that from your point of view, because you've seen a lot more than uh, just the meetings that I go to. I like about the children. They are so innocent mm, mm. and they are so pure. And that's what's so important about, I can see why God say, let's, you know, get the word of God into children. Mm -hmm. And he gave me those specific ages between five and 12, mm -hmm. right at during that time, that moral development time, all of that laying that foundation. They are just so, so innocent. And, and we'll talk about probably this a little later, but I, um, um, I see this picture of these two children. I just saw my grandson and he was at daycare and he was playing with the little boy, little white boy. Mm -hmm. And you know, he's black and they're just playing. They're I know. playing in the little water thing and they are so innocent and they don't know anything about all of this craziness nope. that we do nope. and bring in the world and they see and teaching them or whatever. They're just so innocent and pure. And that's what I like about children. And they, 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 they hear the word and they just receive it. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't question it, you know, kind of question like we try to figure out God, well, how can that happen? Right, and right. how are you going to do this? They're just like, that's how God come to me as a little child, come mm. to him as little children. And if we can do that, sometimes we would, we we would be further along, I believe, than we are. Well, uh -huh. and, and we'd, all, we'd also talked about the eyes of Christ and seeing the world through the eyes of Christ. And it's almost like those kids are already born with those. Yes, we, yes. We put, we put our own glasses and yeah. our own shades yes. and all this other stuff on, but it's yes. almost like we're born with those. We don't, because yes. everything you're saying, even in my 10-year-old and 11-year-old, mm -hmm. they're like, what does all this mean? 
why are these people being so crazy? Why do people hate this person and this person and that person? And it's only in the teenager that I'm starting to see influence coming in from another direction that we've Mm -hmm. already laid some groundwork for. So Mm -hmm. we have some great talking points, Mm -hmm. but if that groundwork wasn't laid, it would be a much different conversation and a harder Mm -hmm. conversation to have. Mm -hmm. And, and so you know, what, what we're doing and, and, and what you're talking about with Dove Bible Club, it is the, what, what did he say? It's the new way to teach, which isn't a new way. It's been around <laughs> for centuries. You wake know. up. Wake you up. Wake it, up. You got to teach the children, teach a new way. And going back to what you were saying earlier about teaching a new way with everything that's going on, mm-hmm. uh, Todd, in this world, even with this pandemic, this is a new way of teaching. Yep. You know, whoever thought we would be having um, classes, you have cl- you're at home and you having your class. Yes, they had homeschooling. But who would have ever thought you can take a class, you're in the classroom by on your computer at home. Right. And that's a new way for the world and just a new way. Cause sometimes, you know, you're, you've been a teacher for years and you get in your little rut sure, and your sure. own way, but you got a whole different generation. Now people learn differently. You got seven different intelligences. People learn visually, people learn auditorily, just kinesthetically, just different ways that people um, learn. But sometimes we've gotten to the place where we just in this one mode and we teach this one way teach a new way they're the they're the what the what are the words the lyrics they're the ones that will they're the future of the tomorrow basically in the song you see that part about um yeah they're the ones who's coming up and the world is in their hands when you teach the children teach them the very best way you can yes this is that the world is in their hands Mm -hmm. well generation to generation and you know to spin this over just in in real side note here um we talk about listening to god and listening to the word and with these children we talk about prayer being a dialogue a a talk and listen sort of sort of scenario and just to just to bring this all full tilt a little bit from my side of things you know you know is that i've been writing this blog for a couple years now and through this whole time period um a blog about Alice Cooper. And during Uh this whole time period, I've kept hearing, you need to start doing videos. You need to start getting on podcasts and all this other stuff. And I was just like, Lord, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it. And here we are, what, March, and the world is shut down. And had that already (laughs) kind of been in place, this would have been a much easier process if I just listened and done what I was told. Uh-huh. And so now I'm kind of building this at a time when everybody else is doing the same thing. Yeah. But but you get what I'm saying here. It's like uh-huh. anybody that might be listening to this right now, if the Lord is, if you feel in your heart that the Lord is saying to take a step, even okay. if it's just a baby step, take it, <laughs> you know, step out in faith. And, so- and, and, and as we've talked about, it doesn't have to be a monumental step where you're just jumping into the ocean. You know, baby steps along the way turn into giant steps over time. Yeah. Yeah. And And uh, you know what? As you say that, Todd, 
I, I, I'm reminded of the 10 lepers and, mm. and they went to Jesus and Jesus, you know, want to heal master, heal me. He said, what do you want? They want to be healed. Okay. And then he said, okay, go show yourselves to the priest. Right. And in that story, you know, you only go to show yourself to the priest. If you, then, then the priest will declare you clean if you're mm. clean or not, because right. Before that, you're ostracized from society, your family, and everybody. Right. And so he says, go show yourselves to the priest. And now they are, as, are, as far as they know, they still have leprosy. They're talking to Jesus. But Jesus said, uh, the scripture, as they went, yeah, they were healed. So going back to what you're saying, if you feel God is putting something in your heart to do, mm-hmm. and you don't know where to start, you just take that baby step, like you said, Todd. Yep. And as you go, as you go, God begins to unveil and do and open the doors as you go. But if you stand still, mm-hmm. nothing will never happen. If they just stayed there, if they would have just stayed there because they still saw themselves, had they had leprosy, when Jesus told you to go show yourself to, but you're just going to stay there. You know what? You would have still had leprosy. Right. But as you went, mm. you were healed or they were healed. So as people go, just a little step, do this little thing, do the next little thing. And God begins to give you another step and yep. another step and another step. And, and another affirmation, step. affirmation along the way as well, you know? Yeah. The, when when you take that little step, and it may be a step that you weren't even, you know, real confident in, yeah. he finds way to affirm if, yes. you're, if you're moving in that right direction. Yes. And that affirmation turns into bigger and bigger steps. Good, like you're saying. good, yeah. good. Affirmed. Affirmation yeah. is so good. And he will. Amen. You know, this door may be open. It's like when I went to the principal, mm-hmm. and I, I was scared. Oh, I was yeah. scared to ask her, and I went to her, and then she she said well let me call or let me think you know check with the district mm-hmm. so that was like okay <laughs> you know <laughs> he didn't just say no you can't do that because if she had done that you know what i probably would have shut down mm-hmm. so as i did what god put in my heart to do and just asking the principal approaching her then god showed me he's in it by let her her not shutting it down yep. but she said well let me check with the district mm. you know yeah but the but the door was open at that point and yes. the conversation began and you know i i've noticed in life mm-hmm. if there's a conversation that's willing to be had then god works his way into that you know, you know what? That is so true. Mm-hmm. That is so true. That's yeah. very good, Todd. Mm. If you allow it to happen, if you allow the conversation to mm. take place and not just shut it down at the beginning, because when you do that, you allow the Holy Spirit now to motivate God. Into that. And God can move however he wants to move. Amen. That's 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 totally you know, it, it, it's one of those those talking points that we love to say, but it's like we, you got to do it too, you know. And uh, that that's where we're that's where we're called on a daily basis. You know, get out yeah. and do it, do it, do it. Yeah. Um, you know, the other thing I really wanted to hear about was, mm-hmm. and it was making me think when you know you said the the five to twelve age range. There's some Barna research about that that I'd like for you to talk about because that's a pretty vital age. Yes. It's the uh, Barner Research states and 
says, you know, the crucial ages mm-hmm. uh, of spiritual development, or even not only that, the, most of the children that receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior receive Jesus Christ in those ages, in that age range, that, mm-hmm. that, that, that five to 12, and not even more importantly, Todd, moral development. Sure. Research states that what a child learns, you know, that right from wrong morally, what a child learns at the age 12 and in between that time, those are the the values Mm -hmm. and morals that they take with them into adulthood. Listen to that. That's that. And and you know, even, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. That is just so... I mean, mm-hmm. just think what I learned now. Yeah. This is almost going to be my foundation into adulthood. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, so many of these rockers and musicians mm-hmm. and stuff that I've been dealing with with this ministry, I don't know if foundation is the word. And, you know, it's such a personal narrative, you know, faith is. And so mm-hmm. I don't want to put words in people's mouths or necessarily not say something that may have happened. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these guys that are coming back to their faith were in uh-huh. church as children uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and knew the truth. And yeah. even you have said that, you know, yeah. you knew what church was. You knew yeah. what these things were. Yeah. And so, you know, it's it's not even that we want every one of these children and we want every person to come to know Jesus. But even if they don't, right then and there, we want them to know the narrative, the story, and the reasoning behind it all. Because we know that throughout their life, that it has been implanted in there, and they do have a place to turn. And, and, you know, and like, as we've talked about before, as long as you're breathing, you have the opportunity to take that. And if it's in there, Uh it's going to be a thought that comes up from time to time. And, and you you go back to the scripture as you're saying that talk Todd train mm-hmm. a child up in the yep. way he should Proverbs go. Proverbs 22 so, 6 correct um, Yeah mm-hmm. yep. he will not depart from it so and you've seen a lot of people stray away Oh yeah uh, and they do have their roots mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. basically in the church where they and a lot of people that are uh, backslidden or don't want to turn away from God. They knew at one time. They knew. They grew. They know the word. They know the word. They all. They're almost better than us with the word, Todd. <laughs> they know the word, and it's just a matter, you know, just the, the seed. And that's mm-hmm. what we do. That's yeah. what we do, Todd. Sure. We plant the seed. We plant the seed of God, the seed of the Word of God, mm-hmm. into their heart. That's all we're doing. Right. We're planting seeds. We're planting seeds. The Word of God. You know, we want them as those seeds, and we know God's Word says um, it will yield much fruit. Mm. You know, it will not return unto Him void. You know, it would accomplish what He sent it to accomplish. Just Amen. the seed, the Word of God is living. It's powerful. It's sharper than we just planting the word of God in their hearts, Todd. That and, and, and that's that's and that's what he wants us to do. That's what we're called to do. And and I think there's there's something important there with, with planting that seed, and that's teaching them that Christ is the one to look at 
And oh, when we yeah. talk about backsliding and when we talk about people that have lost their way, uh-huh. I really think a certain amount of that comes with your eyes becoming focused on Christians uh-huh. and, and Christianity and religion and not Christ. Yeah. Because, because those other things are well, exactly what, you know, Harold Melvin's talking about mm-hmm. in the blue notes in this mm-hmm. is the fact that, you know, you gotta, you gotta find that new way. And those ways become humanity's ways. And those become, you know, other, they, they become, I don't, distractions, so to speak. Yes. And, yeah. and so, you know, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. Yes. And if I don't do that, God doesn't love me. Yes. And it's like, just look at Christ. Just get That's into the it. word. Don't, That's it. don't get That's into it. these rules that man has made. You're going right. to want to do what God shows you to right. do. And when you're reading right. it, he's going to lead you. Yes. And you're going to want it because it's from him, not from some dude right. up in the pulpit. You know, you're so right, Todd. You, we, we look at man and man's ways and, and which is the enemy's way of drawing us and trying to pull sure. us away distraction uh, and yeah. get us trapped up in that. But mm-hmm. if we look at, at, at God, look at the word of God, keep our eyes focused on Jesus. And that's what we need. That's the foundation. Jesus, first of all, loves yep. you. Mm-hmm. He loves you so much. Uh, he di- he di- he he died on the cross for you. Yes, he was buried and raised from the dead. But all of that—that that is the central foundation. Jesus loves you, and here's the thing: Jesus loves me, and I know it. Yep. Be solid in that. Jesus mm-hmm. loves me, and I know it. And be confident in that. Jesus loves me, and I know it. So many children, so many youth are dealing with self-esteem issues and the peer pressure and trying to fit in and do Mm -hmm. this and do this. Jesus loves you. He accepts you, and you have to know that. Yep. And if we can plant that in their hearts while they're young, and they can grab a hold of that no matter what they face in life, Todd. They mm. can always turn to Jesus Christ. And my thing is, when the Lord gave those ages, that, that age range, 5 to 12, you know, that's right before you get to middle school. Mm. And, and uh, middle school, be, be, before you get to be a tweener. And yep. you know everything that they face and all of the stuff that tweeners go through. But if you're solid, if you're solid while you're young, between that 5 to 12, that's why the young ones are so important. If we can get that foundation laid while they're young, then we can uh, probably may not be dealing with a lot of the stuff that the youth are dealing with today with mm-hmm. uh, suicide and, and identity crisis and you know, just the crime and the gangs want to belong and you all of that Great. if we can just get it to them while they're young but it's so often we tend to forget about the young ones well and and you're you're bringing up a a word that gets you know misconstrued um distorted perverted however you want to put it but the word love Mm -hmm. humanity uses that word for everything humanity does and when you say jesus loves you yes there are three things to know jesus Mm -hmm. loves you to love god and to love people 
Yes. And, and we did, you know, we talked a little bit about this last week in a post uh -huh. that agape love, uh -huh. a love that expects nothing in return, yes. just to love humanity, to yes. love your maker and to know yes. that you were loved by him. Oh. Those yes. are some powerful, powerful things. And True. when the three of those things come together in work, you know, you start to see things change. You start yes. to see multiple things change. Things change that you never even expected to see happen. Yeah. And, and, and a lot like you were talking about on that Thursday night, they start to happen overnight. Mm. If, love, <laughs> if love and his love, agape love, is at the center of it, you know? Yeah. Not, I love pizza, I love that car, yeah. I love this. Right, right, no, right, we're right. using those words wrong, right. you know? A so, love that's unconditional. Amen. Yep. A love that's unconditional, Todd. And Todd, it is so, so we if they if we if our even our youth and in our children can get that mm. and mm -hmm. grow up in that, you know, yep. grow up and while they're young and grow up and become a teenager and a high schooler and then a young adult and then an adult and all knowing that. Yep. You know, truth. And, and, you know, know it is truth, not just, yeah. yeah. Jesus says, I am the way, I'm the life, and I am the truth. Amen. And as you were talking about love, the three things is my favorite scripture, Matthew, I believe is 22, 37, mm -hmm. 38, 39, I'm not sure. Um, and it says, love God. What's the greatest commandment? Love God, love God and with all love, of your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. As yourself. So you it up. Yep. Love God, love people. Love and God know that He loves you. And know He loves. Receive yep. His love. Mm -hmm. Receive His love. Allow Him to love you. Mm -hmm. You know what? We sometimes we don't we don't know what that's like. No. You know, allow Him. He's already done. Just allow him, just receive his love. Can we just, just, you know, just allow him to love us. Mm -hmm. Know that he loves you and uh, he's for you. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And when we're talking about the children, God has such a, well, I mean, it's written right there. God's love for children man, you don't mess with that. And he tells you, you don't mess with that. You know, yeah, it's so, I, I so don't know precious. the exact quote, but it, but it's, if you it's mess so with my precious, children, uh, it's yeah. so precious. And yes, just the children are, um, they're just mean so much to him. Actually, everybody means so much to him, but especially sure. the children, they matter. They matter, Todd. Right. And, and, and that, uh, I think that's what we're, we're kind of getting at in scripture is the disciples were like, oh, those are just kids. And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> way that's more than that. One. So that's a good one. That's a good one. It's just, they're so, so precious. And, and so going back to our song and verse mm -hmm. and those words, wake up everybody, you know, that can go to any situation any situation you you look at the unrest in our nation wake up people oh yeah don't be deceived you know wake up people there's only one answer for this world today mm -hmm. and that's jesus bring it that's jesus jesus Amen. is the answer for the world today and, above and it, him there's no other and, you, jesus and once is the you way. once you accept that expect some amazing things to start happening 
I'm just excited for children. So something you're talking about there, though, you know, when, when you're talking about the children, I think also of Whitney Houston's greatest love of all. And mm -hmm. I think of back in the 80s when they did We Are the World. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those were powerful songs. Yeah. yeah. And, and they weren't necessarily Christian songs. And, mm -hmm. you know, humanity has the right idea sometimes about us coming together and trying to work out our differences but without, without Christ and without the Holy Spirit at the center of that, it's still humanity, you know? Yeah. And we still have this, you just can't see each other through the right mm -hmm. eyes. And mm -hmm. you start to focus on those differences and those opinions and those polarities. Because, I mean, that's where we're at right now. We're at this polarizing point where even the simplest thing makes somebody not like somebody. You know, you can have 95% in common with somebody, and it's that 5% that everybody is focusing on. Yeah. And, um, but I think there's just so many songs. It, it's, it's amazing to me, to me to see how God has given us this gift of expression. Yeah. And yeah. I, I just, he, he's in every single heart and soul. It's a matter of whether or not you've accepted that. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you if you're a human, if you're walking this earth as a human being, yeah. you were designed and created by God. Yeah. Whether you've yeah. come to that conclusion or not, yeah, is, is what this is really based on. And um, you know, I, I don't know. I just that that narrative keeps playing over and over in my head, and there's so many songs that come up when we have discussions, you know. Yeah. And um, it all goes back to love. I mean, mm -hmm. you can't get around it, Todd. Mm -mm. You really can't. If, if all of us just get to the point and to the place where we really understand uh, agape love for mm -hmm. our neighbor. And, you know, I can say things in this world. There's so much going on. And I may, uh, even being a Christian, I can say stuff that, uh, that that that's really not a good thing. Sure. It all goes back to the love thing. Do mm -hmm. I really love my neighbor? Do I really love this person? If I could see somebody and say whatever and be judgmental or whatever, it's, that's not love. No, sometimes so, agape love is holding your tongue and not saying anything at all. Yeah, and and so all of us, it behooves all of us just to grow in our love walk. Mm -hmm. And and we hear it all of the time. But do we, do we, do we do it? Do we try to grow in it? Do we try to mature in that and understanding really the epitome of what Jesus uh, is? Right. And he's love. He's yeah. love. Yeah. And, it, it, and, and I think, you know, definition is really the, the term that keeps coming up in my mind for some reason, but it's the defining mm -hmm. of that love. And really he's the only you know, when it says love in Webster's Dictionary, it should have Jesus Christ as the number one, you know, meaning behind that and then go into all those human terms that we've given it. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it keeps coming back to that, to that same narrative of love. And I, I wasn't even really expecting this conversation to end on that note, but that's what this <laughs> is, you know. And, it's just it's just so important and it's so foundational, Todd. Um, and, and I say this now because as we're talking about it, it's like 
I know it's areas that I need to grow in. Mm -hmm. And the Lord is just, you know, just dealing with me right now in the areas that I need to grow in and my love walk. And, and, and we talk about the children and if, if, if we can grow in our love walk and then our children see us, you know, it's, it's, it's how you, you walk and how you live mm -hmm. as well. And that's what they, they, a lot of them see. Uh, they, they, they hear us, but they see how we're living. Sure. And, and that sometimes uh, is more, uh, um, mows them more than our words. Definitely. No, no. without a doubt. And, and, you know, I've got the words to wake up everybody right here. Yeah. And I keep glancing at them every now and then. Mm -hmm. And the underlying word that's not even mentioned in the song is love underneath it all is. of that. It's... And Go ahead. And you know, I uh, as I was reading about the song and the McFad and Whitehead who wrote the song, they said it wasn't about uh, a political thing or whatever. They just felt that the world needed to be a better place. Yeah. And that goes, that's the underlying what you just said. Mm -hmm. Love. The world needed to be a better place. That's why they wrote that song. And that had to come from the Lord, Todd. You oh, know, definitely. those words had to, they didn't just like in their head, they could just, no, it's the Holy Spirit downloading in you. Well, you know it, what it, to write. Well, and the interesting part that you're bringing up there, when they talk about, hey, this isn't a political thing, notice yeah. in the title, it says, wake up everybody. Yeah. You know, we've got this pass the buck mentality that we're like, if we just vote the right person in office, or if yeah. we just put this leadership stuff in this, the right oh, person's yeah. hands, everything will be fixed. Yeah. But he's saying, wake up everybody. Yeah. Look at the role that God has given you to play and play you. that out. Don't pass you. that off into somebody's hand and expect them to do it. You, you're right. Everybody yeah. has a part to play. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a part to play. Play. Everybody needs to get engaged in what God has called you to do. Everyone has a destiny. Everyone has a purpose. Mm -hmm. Every one of us, Todd. Yep. And we need to do our part. It's just like putting a puzzle together. Well, I, I, I'm missing a piece. Hmm. I'm missing a piece. Where's my piece? Yep. And the whole, the whole picture's off without that one piece. How how piece? mad do you get when you're putting a puzzle together and <laughs> one piece is missing? Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Let alone yeah. two or three pieces. Just that yeah. one piece yeah. makes the whole puzzle incomplete, you know. And just think if everybody, if all of us did our part, uh the world would be a, the world won't get no better bring it <laughs> if we let it be right <laughs> you know we got to change the world just you and me mm -hmm. wake up everybody you know just we got to wake up and do our part and that's the thing and what better way to see that you have a part to play in by waking up spiritually and receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And he really begins to open up mm -hmm. uh, what he's called you to do. Yeah. And, you know, I, I would also say that um, once that has taken place, mm -hmm. 
it's a constant, it's a constant walk to, and I always think of prayer and scripture as the two, two biggest elements involved there because the Holy Spirit is going to start speaking to you, but you're not going to be able to discern exactly what it means without those two things, prayer and scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be difficult. It, it, it can be because you're, it's, it's not like the world and everything else around you gets turned off. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still, it, you're still very much in the world and, and you're not mm-hmm. called to really be out of the world. You're called to be in the world, but of him, you know? Right, right. Um, and so, you know, that, that, that can be d- difficult to do, but know that if you apply prayer, scripture, and I really feel like community is a part of that. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, sometimes you can start that narrative on your own, but, e- but even like you were saying, it's like that pastor and his wife were there and, mm-hmm. and it automatically gave you a church to kind of plug into. Yeah. And, and it's not to say that church is the end all be all. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Because I know that that's a hangup for a lot of people. Yeah. But also know that if you are earnest, prayerful, and in Scripture, God's going to start laying the foundation for the right people in your life to play yeah. to play their part. Um, yeah. And I've I've found that, gosh, so many different times, and I'm just so thankful for the people that He has put yeah. before me. I mean, even my relationship with you, Loretta, it's like it's not just by chance you know, no. No. I don't really take anything as being by chance anymore, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. not, not most things. I mean, you know, uh-huh. you know, if a, if a butterfly lands on the window of my windshield, I'm like, Oh, I'm not anything like that. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> um, and not that he can't, he can speak uh-huh. to that kind of stuff as well, but, uh-huh. but there's just not as much coincidence in my life anymore. I'm usually looking for the meaning of what, yeah. what's coming and what has happened, you know. And, and you, 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 you're so um, right in talking about community. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, when you look at the cross, you know, it's like vertically your relationship with God, mm. and horizontally, horizontally mm-hmm. it's your relationship with people. Yeah. And if you we, look at, on the two sides of Christ, even, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just, we we have just got to do a better job. Mm-hmm. We really do. And, and I'm, I'm speaking to myself, Todd, and uh, um, walking the love walk and uh, being in relationship with people and community brothers in Christ, those that don't know Christ, we have just got to be, we have got to, I, let me just say, I have got to, got to do a better job. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm striving, like you said, it's nothing that happens, you ne- never make it, but mm-hmm. you can always strive to do better and to be better. Right. And to, to, to know more, to love more to reach out more, to encourage more, to help more. You can always strive to do that. And that's why if we can, we can instill it in our young children while they're young, <laughs> just think when they grow up, Todd, it's gonna, they're going to grow up with that in them already. Yeah, totally. And, you know, and the world, the world, because they, they're the future, the world will be a better place. Mm. The world will be a better place so we can get it into them, mm-hmm. you know, show them and teach them and model them, model for them while they're young. 
um, and the world and the generation, we're going to die off, mm -hmm. you know, and then, and they can instill it in their children and, and it just continues and it we, perpetuates and continues one generation. Yeah, it's, it's a Moses better. to Joshua thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, we go from glory to glory to glory with our children and what they know, uh, and, and just living for the Lord and loving the Lord and sharing the Lord and walking in the love walk. Well, and, and, and lovingly bringing them back to that point yeah. of, of those seeds and, and those things that you've planted, you know, um, I think, uh, I think it can be detrimental to, to, you know, try to hammer that into them. Oh yeah. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. You can't do that. When you look at Jesus, he never hammered. He yeah. was just so gracious and, you know, such a, uh, I mean, mm. just like the lesson we just did with the woman at the well. Yep. Remember the woman they caught in adultery, all of that. He just, you know, he just loves on you. <laughs> he just oozes with love. Yeah. And that's how you, 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 you get them. That's how, that's what people see and respond to. Well, and, and, and it's funny because you, you bring that lesson up and, you know, we just did that with the kids uh -huh. and, um, you know, the first thing, first thing they do is what's so different about a woman from Samaria. <laughs> and, and it's like, it's bringing it back to everything we've talked about. These kids don't see it yet. And so when yeah. you start to plant that foundation and tell them there's nothing different about that woman from yeah. Samaria, Jesus loved her just as he did anybody else. Yes. And, um, you know, when, when, when they see pushback from the disciples, like, why are we going to Samaria and stuff? And yeah. the kid, the kids are like, what was so bad about Samaria? And it's like, nothing just, you know, and, but it's a talking point. It's, it's a it way is. to show who Jesus was, It is. you know, versus how we think. You know. Yeah, and you know what? It deals with today mm -hmm. because, and we chose that because, you know, I asked the Lord, because every year I asked the Lord, what do you want the, the, the focus to be for this year? Mm -hmm. And then I want to deal with the times we're in right now. Mm -hmm. And when you see everything going on with the uh, uh, lawlessness and the uh, riots and the fighting and the violence and all of that. It's like, uh, and all of it, it, it seems to culminate to like a race issue mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah. A lot of it. And not just in, not just in the United States, you know, oh, no, many, no. many nations. Oh, oh no. I mean, across the board. Right. Across right. The board. Right. And it's like, wow. You know, we need to, let, let's see how, because remember, Jesus is the answer, and this is the way to go. He's our example. Right. And let's see how Jesus dealt with that. Mm. Let's see how Jesus, and, and, and when you look at, and race is a, a you know, it can be a volatile subject. Sure. Uh, and, and so I wanted, once again, teaching the children, teaching mm. the children, no, just because you're from this part of town or you're this color or that color, that doesn't matter. Jesus, he loves you. Yeah. Jesus loves all. And then what does he want? He wants us to be the same way. He wants us, you know, you're talking about not hammering. Well, mm. it's love that's going to draw people. Right. It's love that's going to, 
you know, just turn this world around, really. It's mm -hmm. love, Ty. It goes back to love. It goes back to love. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's crazy how that's become the narrative in this conversation because that's, that is the answer. Um, you know, what's interesting about the woman at the well is, boy, he covered a multitude of sins with her, too, and was being very accepting. Oh, you, yeah. you, you know, you had the adulterous type deal. Uh, she was really kind of lying about who she was. Yeah. Um, then you had the race element, the, the Samaria yeah. versus Jew. Yeah. And yeah. It, it was like, it was like the person that Jesus picked to begin My his goodness. ministry yeah. was like the person that even today we all would outcast these, in many yes, ways all well, for, of these for multiple reasons, not just and one. And one story and one lady in that life, five husbands. Yeah. And the one you living with now is not the, what? But yeah. the well, how right. did look how Jesus approached that thing? He right. is masterful. <laughs> and 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 she wanted it. She didn't. She didn't walk away from him. Yeah. You know, like we would walk away from the church when somebody's pointing to our, you know, our sin or whatever. There had to have been compassion and love in that conversation between her and him yeah. for her to walk away screaming that I've found, yeah. I found the living water in the way. Yeah. I mean, yes, Messiah it, has come. Oh, oh and yeah. then and then goes back to her village and tell them, and then all of them come, and now they believe. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's like just all of that in that. But see, God is just. But it all goes back to when you see how Jesus handled that situation. Mm -hmm. Can we be like that? And see, that's what we're teaching the children. Yep. You know, this is the example. Jesus is the example that we follow. We see a lot of stuff and we hear a lot of stuff and we witness a lot of stuff. But keep your eyes on Jesus. Eyes on the prize and his name is Christ. His name is Christ. And, and, Amen. and if we do that, keep him in the center and the focus, Todd, I think our children uh, will be, uh, have, help us to, to, to help create a better world mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for the next generation. Yep. And, uh, you know, the, the only other thing I can really think of is that there's so much talk right now about the end and, you know, the pandemic yes. and the coming of Christ. And yes. it's like, yes, don't get so focused on that stuff that you don't see what's right here and now in front of you. Yeah. Um, that's going to happen when it's going to happen. And, yeah. you know, let, let the people that want to try figuring it out, try figuring it out, whatever. <laughs> but for me, it's, I've got to do what I've got to do before that time comes. And, and, and you're right. We should earnestly be focus. Yes. The yeah. here and now. Re, 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 continue to do what you've been doing and what you know to do. Or, and not only that, step it up. Right. Step it up, Todd. Because step that word, up. that word love can, can fall into the back seat. If you're just thinking like, Oh, well, he'll be here. He'll be back tomorrow. So everything's done that can be done. No, it, you know, until that day comes, not, nothing's complete. We have to. So much, it's so much needs to be done and can be done. And right. we just need to take advantage of that. Um, the time that God has given us mm -hmm. to share his love, <laughs> right? share his love with the world. Yep. We, we, Amen. And, and the children are 
central to that. Mm-hmm. And that's why we, we, we minister to them. And that's why we spend time with them. And that's why we share with them. Um, they can, they'll get it, Todd. They, they will. Get they yeah. get it. They do. They do. It's, and uh, you know, it's a message that, that really, you know, in, in the forties, fifties, sixties, you know, the churches were giving this kind of stuff, Sunday school, and a lot of people were, were going on Sundays. Yeah. And yeah. Um, not so many are doing that as much yeah. these days. And if they can get it in an after-school setting, and of course, you know, nobody, everybody comes willingly. It's not... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Parents even have to sign them up. So exactly. it's like, it's, exactly. it's not nobody pushing anything. Right, down. right. And, and just, just wanted to get that in there. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but the, the most important thing is that you're getting the word of God and the foundation is being laid and the foundation is Jesus Christ. Amen. And Jesus Christ is love. Yep. And, and so that's really the question. Are you going to build your, your, uh, you're going to build your house on a, a house of cards and on a sandy base, or are you going to get yourself some foundation, some concrete, which comes in the form of Jesus and, and Christ and God's word. So, Amen. well, Loretta, this has been awesome. I, you know, anytime I talk to you, young lady, this is, it's always a wonderful conversation, always fun to talk. And in fact, when we do those Dove Bible club meetings, you know, there's not enough time for me and you to talk, let alone get the kids in there. So, so this is great. This is really good. And, um, you know, yeah. do you have any last words you'd like to throw in? Love. Love. Let me pray out, please. Okay. Father, we do thank you for this uh, time that Todd and I have had to uh, share with one another. We you are the center, Jesus. Mm. It's all about you. It's all about our children and what you want to do in their lives. And, and then once you uh, touch their lives and change their lives, they can go and change another life and touch another life. We just love you so much. We just uh, bless this ministry, Song and Verse Ministry. We thank you for um, the insight that you've given Todd, the wisdom that you've given Todd. Um, even the direction that you give him. Thank you, Lord, for continuing to use him to uh, bring glory to your name. We just bless you now. We love you so much. Help us to love one another. Help us to be a great uh, witness and example for you. We, we appreciate you and love you and thank you for all that you do. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I second everything that my, my sister Loretta has said, said in that, uh, in her prayer, Lord. And I just ask that you continue to guide the words and the hearts and minds of, of the people involved with the Bible club and with song and verse ministries, Lord, that, that you continue to unify the body that you have placed here on earth, um, the body of Christ. And that you you show us that each one of us are vital pieces of that puzzle, mm-hmm. and um, and that every piece of that puzzle is used in its its form and fashion that's needed to be used, and that we understand and see that each piece of that puzzle is vital and important. Um, no piece is greater than the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, border pieces are not any better than the, the pieces in the middle. Mm-hmm. And Lord, we just ask that you continue to show 
and guide the way for our next steps, whether they be baby steps or giant steps. And we ask for those that are needing to take those steps to just step out in faith and (laughs) and take your hand, get out of the boat, walk on that water. And if, if things start to, to get a little too crazy, reach that hand up and take his. And uh, we just ask that you would bless this all in, in the name of your your son, the one and only Jesus Christ. And uh, we thank you again in Jesus' name. Amen. And Todd, if you don't, I uh, don't know if this has been done, but I'm just going to pray a uh, prayer of salvation. If you sure. don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, um, the Bible says in Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So if you Amen. don't know him, receive him today. And rejoice. Uh, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. And Jesus loves you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Well, this is Rocking Odd Todd signing out on this episode. We, we thank you for watching. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Song of Verse podcast. Hopefully it was an uplifting, honest, and meaningful experience for you. We do accept donations. If you feel led to give to the Song and Verse Ministries, check out songandverseministries.com slash donate for a number of different ways to give back. And also be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We hope you tune into the next episode of the Song and Verse podcast. Until then, keep searching for the DNA of God's Word found flowing through song.